Rome is a city of fountains as much as it is a city of churches and the ruins of antiquity. In fact, among the ruins in this ancient city, we can still see vestiges of a few of the fountains that enhanced life in Rome two millennia ago. Some remains of the aqueducts of the Roman Empire were employed when an ample water supply was restored to Rome in the 15th and 16th centuries, and amazingly, that Renaissance distribution system is still very much in use today, feeding beautiful fountains throughout the Eternal City. Time has a way of changing things, and it came to pass that for centuries Rome was a beleaguered and impoverished city. The decline started when Constantine moved the capital of the Roman Empire to Constantinople in the 4th century. And then in the 5th and 6th centuries, a succession of barbarian aggressions took their toll. Perhaps the most destructive were the Goths, who, in 537, destroyed the aqueducts and cut off almost the entire flow of water into Rome. Beginning in the mid-15th century, a succession of popes realized that one way to re-establish the prestige of the papacy and the supremacy of Rome was to invest in rebuilding the Eternal City, to revitalize and beautify Rome with magnificent architecture and art. Pope Nicholas V began the process, and despite a relatively short reign, he effected tremendous civic improvement. The great architect Leon Battista Alberti oversaw extensive repairs of the ancient aqueduct from its source to its terminus point. In 1453, Pope Nicholas consecrated it, Italianizing its name to Aqua Vergine. In a sense, the Trevi Fountain represents the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end of our study of Rome's fountains. Known as Trevi even then, because of the Tre Vie, the three roads that converged here, This was the site of Rome's first Renaissance fountain. But above all else, it was prized for the abundance of water that it made available. This new, unceasing flow of pure, fresh water and the salubrious, cool air of the Quirinal Hill opened up this area to residential development. For more than a century, the Baroque tradition had been evolving from the religious fervor of the Counter-Reformation towards a more humanistic, allegorical expression. These contemporary influences are manifest in Salvi's iconographical program for the Trevi. Both scenes are carved in high relief, with arms and heads and draperies projecting forward and even over the edges of the frame. These plaques were not put in place until 1762, the year the fountain was finally considered done. For years, these spaces were covered with painted canvas depicting these scenes. In fact, All the sculptural features were first placed in position either painted or modeled in stucco to ensure that they were properly proportioned and detailed. The first satellite fountains were built about a century after Leon Battista Alberti restored the Aqua Vergine. Gregory XIII Buoncompagni, who was Pope from 1572 to 1585, envisioned fountains in all of the main squares in Rome, and he tapped Giacomo della Porta to execute this plan. The first to be undertaken was just inside the north gate in the Piazza del Popolo, and this one, in front of the Pantheon, was the second. There was no water available in the Piazza della Rotonda prior to 1575, and the decoration of the space consisted of two classical lions of grey marble flanking an ancient red porphyry sarcophagus, centered just a few paces in front of the portico of the Pantheon. They had been placed there by Eugenius IV in about 1440. In 1575, the water arrived, and a fountain was installed in the center of the piazza. The fountain we see today is a stylistic blend of 16th and 18th century tastes, 
I'll talk first about the original design and then move through the timeline of changes.